All right, good morning once again, baseball fans, and welcome to the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined once again this morning by my lovely wife, my beautiful co-host, Nika. I'm not sure how to tap that. Don't try. Well, thank you. It's a little Friday flirtation. Nice. It's it's Friday, everybody. Welcome to the end of the work week, but the beginning of the baseball work weekend, as we like to say. Uh, we got some new series starting today. We've got the continuation of some series that started yesterday. And uh, we're going to be recapping all of the action for you guys uh, right now. All right. What's on deck first, Nika? So let's start with the Angels. Well, yesterday the Angels won behind another great performance by Shohei Otani. He had three hits, a single, double, and a triple. He almost hit for the cycle. He he hit a ball to the warning track in his last at-bat. If he would have hit a home run, he would have hit for the cycle. He also started the game on the pitcher's mound, and he didn't have his best stuff yesterday. He gave up five earned runs, which brought like an end to his scoreless streak, I believe. Okay, but the Angels still pulled out the win. I guess. They did pull out the win, and Otani is now 4-0 and on the season. Okay. A really strong start for him uh, as a pitcher. So the full cycle, the, does that apply to just hitters? Because he's both, obviously. Or since he's a pitcher, he can't have a full cycle. Does that make him even more unique? Well, yeah, he was been the only, only pitcher in history to hit for the cycle, I think. Okay. I, I mean, at least in the modern era. I can't remember any. I mean, because pitchers don't really hit. I mean, they used to, not anymore. Exactly. Um, I mean, they used to. It, it might have happened in a fluke game. Who knows? I, I have to look it up for sure, but I don't think it's ever been done. Okay. Uh, we can get back to that. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating, though, that he's just in a position to do these things, period. And it speaks to his uniqueness and just abilities. How awesome he is. Yeah, Angels A's. The Angels pulled out the win. Um, they moved to 14 and 12 on the season, uh, and they're just hanging around in the middle of the pack over there, but they are hanging close. They're, they're, they only have half a game below Texans and Houston. Yeah, well, we'll get to them in a little bit. Um, they both were, uh, Houston was off yesterday, but Texas lost to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and speaking of great starting pitching, uh, Garrett Cole is now 5-0 and on the season. Wow. And he is just... He's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, he seems like a, a kind of a man on a mission this year. <laughs> At least when it comes to pitching, he seems to want to reclaim his stature. He, he definitely looks like he wants to win the Cy Young this year. Yesterday, 6.2 innings pitched, 6 hits, 2 runs allowed, 2 earned runs, uh, 1 walk, and 8 strikeouts. It seems like the pitchers that are keeping their walks down are are having a lot of success. Uh, I think Otani had 2 walks yesterday and like 8 strikeouts or something. So his strikeout-to-walk ratio is really good. Both Garrett Cole and Otani. Otani 4-0, Garrett Cole 5-0. I mean, the two strongest starters in uh, the American League. For sure. But I did want to mention that the Yankees, Aaron Judge did wind up leaving the game yesterday in the fourth inning after his at-bat. Uh, he he kind of grimaced as he, he struck out and kind of winced as he, as he swung. Uh, and then he shortly after that, he came out of the game. So we don't know how serious that is, but this seems related to that wrist injury that he had the day before where everything was like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. It, it, it might have just tightened up overnight, and he might be struggling to get it loose. And 
So they're going to give them a, probably a few days off. Yeah, it's a wrist. So there's so many funky little bones in there. Oh, no. man. I mean, it's pretty, in most sports, you need your wrist. Yeah, I it's mean, a pretty mechanical part of your arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, one of those joints. Kind of like ankles, knees, elbows, and uh, wrists. Yeah. Those are where your bendable areas yeah. are. I've, you said there was nothing broken, so it's just probably strained more than anything else, and just a few days of rest will probably heal them up. Yep, just guessing it swelled up overnight, and nothing that anyone of us hasn't experienced. It just gets tighter the next day, tough to loosen up. And so, yeah, we'll see where he's at in a couple of days. Hopefully it's nothing serious for the slugger and he can get back out on the field and hitting home runs. I think the Yankees are off today. No, they are not. I'm sorry. They have another game with the Rangers. Yeah, they got probably a four-game set with them. Mm-hmm. So it's a a good matchup, good matchup. early on is it, to see if Texas's 14 and 11 is the same as the Yankees 15 11 because we talk about how competitive the AL East is all the time and and if you look like Texas and Houston are tied and they virtually have the same record as the Yankees who are in fourth place in their division. Yeah, DeGrom is pitching today for the Rangers so it'll be an interesting game. Yeah. DeGrom who's coming off that wrist another uh, wrist. He left at the game or his last start, I think, or or what did he? He's pitched since then, so yeah, I think he he's has. Good. Okay, we'll keep an eye on those wrist injuries in New York. No kidding. I'm sorry, they're actually playing in Texas. I know that because Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run last year in Texas. Oh, and they said uh, he was coming back, but now he's obviously not going to be playing. Yeah, at least today, I'm guessing he'll be out of the lineup. Probably accurate statement. All right, well, um, keeping in with the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays are back to their winning ways after a few uh, losses to the Astros. Um, But, you know, they are playing the White Sox, and it's pretty easy to get healthy against the White Sox these days, the losers of eight straight games. Yeah, it's sad. That's the only team that is struggling. Well, there are more teams that are struggling, but they have been trending downwards in the last week. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, now they have to play the Rays, too, for three more days after it's They they just got done playing the Rays at their place uh, last week, and now they have to play in this. You know, it, it just seems a little unfair to the to the, from the baseball gods. But at the same time, you know, blame yourself. Uh, the White Sox do not look ready for the season. They do have a new manager. I mean, the managing staff. I read somewhere that they don't want to blame necessarily the manager for it because it's a new gig for him. But how much longer are you going to skate on that? Yeah, I mean, they're just getting outscored, outplayed. They they are bad away from home. They are bad at home. Uh, they fall into eight games back, you know, which is a lot for just less than a month, you know. Like, if you continue on that trajectory, in a sense, you would be like 24 to 25 games behind at the All-Star break. You would be a complete seller. You know, you would have, you would probably have to make some kind of moves at the All Star break because this is now a few seasons in a row, and like the White Sox have some really great players on their team: Luis Robert Jr., Yuan Moncada. Uh, again, I'm trying to think of all the players. <laughs> I'm just brain farting for a minute, but um, guys like that played in the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Tim Anderson. Right. They have talent. They have young players. Yeah, um, they did have a home run yesterday because I saw their uh, home run celebration. They brought this Chicago mob jacket and a hat 
to showcase after a home run. So Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. fun. Yeah. Well, I Good hope luck. they they need to have fun for starters. It is a game. You know, anyone that argues that they shouldn't have fun because they're making all this money is just fooling themselves. It's a game. They should be having fun out there playing a game. Um, and I like the home run celebrations, so I'm glad that everyone's getting on, yeah. jumping on board. But, yeah, the other player I forgot to mention is Eloy Jimenez, and I forget to mention him because he, he gets hurt so much, but he was not playing yesterday, so I don't know if there's anything wrong with him i need to check into that but yeah the white Sox are slumping right now one and nine in their last 10 losers of eight straight um but the rays got back to their winning ways by doing what they do best and hitting the long ball yesterday three home runs after going three straight games without a home run um so i'll be watching that this weekend to see if they keep hitting home runs in chicago it wasn't too cold for them, I guess. <laughs> no. The Rays, by the way, looking like they are well on their way to being the first team to score 200 runs this year. Uh, they currently have 171 runs scored. The nearest, closest team is Atlanta with 134. So the Rays just looking still dominant on paper. And we'll see if that continues. Sticking with one other AL East, AL Central matchup that's going on right now. Uh, the Orioles are visiting Detroit. If you'll remember, last Baltimore came back and beat Detroit, Detroit after uh, almost getting a perfect game tossed against them on Sunday. So they are back now visiting Detroit, and they just got back to their winning ways again. Winners of two in a row. They are 9-1 and one in their last 10. So they've actually gained a couple games on the Rays. Um. One of the few teams that's able to say that. And uh, the Orioles are looking great, 17-8 and eight on the season. They're just chugging along. They are coming to play. And I noticed they have a lot of fans on the bleachers now. So they drawing crowds where a few years back, there was hardly anybody watching their games. And I also wanted to give a special shout-out to Jorge Mateo yesterday oh. because he got a couple of hits, but he also got a couple of stolen bases. And uh, he hasn't had any for a little bit. And yeah, he, he was off to such a hot start. And so now there's one, two, three, four, five, six guys tied with 10 stolen bases. He's one of them. Um, but Ronald Acuna has put a little separation between him and the rest of the pack. He now has 13 and is leading the league. Acuna, huh? Acuna Matata. All right. I'm glad they are. the Braves are building a team around him. Yeah, when it comes to guys like Acuna and and even Tatis, it's been great to see that they both came back from, you know, Tatis had wrist surgery, shoulder surgery. I know people forget that because he got suspended for using PEDs, but it's he did have pretty two serious major surgeries on his body. So it's great to see not only that he comes back strong and Acuna had that knee surgery, he's now seems like he's back 100%. It's great to see, and it's great to see both of these guys, like, with the handcuffs kind of taken off of them. Like, the team isn't protecting them or playing it safe or anything. They're really letting them play, pardon the expression, balls to the wall. Yeah. Well, it shows because both of these guys, they come out to the field and they have fun. They smile, they interact with their fans, and it shows. And then they come up and they attack the ball at the plate. They do. They really do it, and they, they use the entire field. A lot of these guys have that are stealing a lot have high batting averages. Acuna, uh, Corbin Carroll from Arizona, 
Nico Horner on the Cubs, you know, uh, Jorge Mateo on Baltimore. These guys have high batting averages right now. They're, they are kind of like, you know, Acuna and Nico Horner especially are really looking more like prototypical 90s and 80s leadoff hitters. Mm-hmm. Get on base, cause disruption, you know, get inside the pitcher's head psychologically. Um, that's their job, and that's kind of a part of the game that seems like it's gotten neglected over the past 20 years or so when it was looked at as a low percentage play. With the bases being just a smidgen bigger now, it's become a high percentage play or, or maybe more of a 50-50 trade-off. Also, the pitch clock helps, you know, because they are more aggressive. I mean, these pickoffs that are limited as well, you, you have less control over holding runners close. Yeah. It's more so yeah, it's it's it adds an excitement level to the game. I'm not sure how I feel about it as a baseball puritan sometimes, but um, like the pitcher in me wants to be like, I gotta hold that runner on. That's my job, you know. He can't be getting that big lead on me. But it's also a disengagement now when you do that or well, whatever they want to call it. So your job got outsourced to the catcher in a sense. Yeah, well, catchers they have a rough job this year, man. Certainly, some are adapting better than others, but. I would not want to be a catcher nowadays. Like you got to frame pitches, you got to be really quick out of the squat to throw down to second and third, especially. So you're almost like the field general out there. You are, and I think that's why guys like Contreras are really underrated catcher. Wilson, I'm talking about. Like we watched him a lot in Chicago, and just felt like he was for all his like whatever ups and downs, and as a Cub, he was always a great catcher to me. Like, he was a field general. He would throw down to bases. That's another way that you can hold runners right now is the catcher can keep people honest by throwing down to a base after a pitch. I don't think there's any rule about limitations on that. Yeah, we talked about it, and we couldn't find any limitations to the catcher. All right, well, so the Orioles win, playing good baseball. Tampa wins, playing good baseball. Um, The Twins and Royals. The Twins are playing decent baseball, but the Royals are not. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm sure the Twins got their eyes on just sweeping them this weekend. Um, I'm sure they would love nothing more than to sweep the Royals and maintain their lead over the Guardians and, and everyone else. That's Detroit's not great, you know, but they, they've shown more signs of life than the White Sox and the Royals have. And, and some of their young players are playing better, like Riley Green and some of their young pitchers, but... Really? Yeah, Twins are the only team that's over 500 on that division. Not the best, not the worst. Yeah, they've done this all while Carlos Correa, the <laughs> the guy who had one of the weirdest off-seasons in, that I can remember in recent memory at least, uh, he is struggling. He's only hitting 205. You know, he's, he's in the like Juan Soto territory right now. Um, he's hit a couple of homers, but he's just really struggling. I will say, though, that Byron Buxton is looking like he's heating up. And that could be, he bats leadoff for the Twins. He could really be a catalyst for them if he gets hot. And so, yeah, I mean, especially the Royals. There's no team better to get hot against, right? Yeah. We used to call those get healthy games when we played when we were younger. Like, I don't think that has changed much. Well, I'm sure that a lot of players on the Twins right now are looking to get healthy against the Royals this weekend and and maybe get their numbers up. We'll see what happens. Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to turn our attentions to the National League now and talk about the Cubs and the Padres yesterday afternoon. The Cubs took two out of three. They won the finale yesterday. Uh, 
I don't know what to say, Padres fans, but it's just been ugly out there. Offense, non-existent. Manny had a home run, second home run yesterday, and that was in the first or second, and then they produced something at the end of the game. But every other inning, nothing. Yeah, I don't know what's the, the you know, I will say they shook up the batting order yesterday for the first time that, and since Tatis has been back at least. And he not that he's been back all that long, but he has been back enough where it was like, it was the same, you know, for like six games in a row and then all of a sudden it got changed the order of batters yeah uh, but yeah it, it looks anemic uh on offense for the Padres right now and it, it it's not like it, it's a weird anemicness there's so many one two three innings there's so many like they don't put any pressure on the other pitcher it, it seems like they're letting the pitchers dictate the game right now and and it's 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 the opposite you know the pitchers just lost control of the game with the pitch clock and the disengagements over to first you know like they they have limitations more than they've had in years and yet it looks like the Padres hitters are just letting them totally control and dominate them yeah they maybe haven't figured out how to turn it around with that new addition of pitch clock well and I don't want to take anything away from the Cubs either because it's not like the Cubs are a cakewalk of a team right now. No. And we've talked about how talented and mishmashed of a team they are and how it's kind of a likable trait. But having said that, the Padres are supposed to be one of the the this is supposed to be a, like a, a Ferrari, Lamborghini type lineup here, you know? Like you're talking about four of the biggest best hitters over the past 5 years in a lineup together. And and not a lot of teams have that and yet it's hard you can't force it to gel, and it's not gelling. So I'm curious how the Padres adapt going forward. The one thing I want to point out, and I don't know if it's going to make a difference or not, is the Padres are about to go play the Giants in Mexico. And we were talking amongst each other. Maybe it'll be good for them, you know, just to be speaking Spanish and, like, you know, kind of get away from whatever it is that they get here all the time. It'll just be something a little different. Change you of can't scenery. go to a different country and have it not be different. It's going to be different. Yeah. So it'll be a change of scenery, a change of pace. You know, they can maybe talk a little bit more Spanish. <laughs> maybe they, they, they're off today, which is really weird for a team to be off on Friday, but it's because of the travel day and it's because of this is a special series and, and part of Major League Baseball's outreach to other countries. So we'll see if it, has any like positive effect on them it seemed like manny was really excited that they were going he said that uh it's great that they're going to mexico city not just for mexico city but for the whole country you know they are excited to go is that mexican league or part of some latin league in mexico uh, there, there's mexican leagues um like the the padres have even found players like suarez who's on the dl right now unfortunately he was a huge part of their bullpen though last season when they got to the playoffs so they found players like him through the Mexican League. Okay. Um, I know Randy Rosarina defected to Mexico from Cuba, and that's why one of the reasons he was able to play on their national team. Yeah, because he demanded citizenship from the president. And he gave it to him yep. in exchange for his play. And, yep. and Rosarina made the best of it. He had a great world baseball class. He was really fun to watch. Absolutely. I, I don't know what to say, Padres fans, other than, like, hang in there um, and, and let's see if this Mexico series doesn't start to straighten things out. You know, like, anytime you play on the world stage like this, you, there's no getting around it. They, they have to, like, 
show they're, up. They're, they're going to be on MLB Network and they're going to be the talk of the town all weekend just because these games are in a different country and they might even have a different vibe with like the, the fans. I'm sure that there's going to be sold out. I'm sure. I mean, there's so many people that live in Mexico and, you know, it's going to be a huge event. For sure. And they are playing San Francisco. They're not a slouch, San Fran. Well, they've been playing good. They, they, I mean, they lost yesterday, but up until that point, they had won like five or six in a row just to get back to within a game of San Diego. And and if you look, all those four teams are just bunched at the top. Arizona, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, they're just all bunched up at the top right now. Only two and a half games separate all four of them. This series, though, might have the feeling or vibe of a playoff series. And that, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if these guys that are struggling can just rise up and, and turn it on, flip the switch, so to speak, and, and use it as a propellant to hopefully drive some, some runs in. I'm looking at the Padres' record right now, and, and you know they're one game below 500, which is when you talk about a team we're going to talk about in a second, the Pirates, it, that they just moved to 10 games over 500. The Padres are five and eight at home, and they have such a great home fan base as we've discovered over the past three to four years watching them. That's that's really sad. They really need to turn it around at home. Yeah, hopefully this getaway weekend will help with that. So. <laughs> if that number was reversed, though, if they were eight and five at home instead of five and eight, which I know you can't go back and rewrite the games or anything like that. But, you know, they'd be in first place. They'd be in first place by a lot, actually, because some of those losses were to Arizona. Yeah, Arizona came out strong this season, straight out of the gate. All right, well, Padres, Giants, Mexico, we'll be watching. Excited, but that doesn't start till tomorrow. Right. Um, A team that is playing today (laughs) is Pittsburgh, and they are playing at Washington. Talk about uh, a team they should beat. Uh, Get healthy, (laughs) Well, Pittsburgh, after losing on Tuesday, is back up to winning a couple in a row. Uh, they lost to the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, they only lost a game to the Dodgers, and they won another one. But they, they won yesterday afternoon as well in dominant fashion, actually, and they are 9-1 and one now in their last 10 games. They, no one wants to play the Pirates right now. Pirates are the biggest uh, surprise in baseball, actually. They, they are. are 18-8. and eight. Yep, as I said, that's... Kind of the first milestone you want to reach, I think, if you're a team in the in the majors, if you if you want to get off to a good start, like you want to get out to ten games above five hundred. If you look at the top of the division there with Milwaukee and even the Cubs, like again, not a lot of games separating those three teams. Uh, much like the NL West had like a lot of logjam at the top, so those teams are all going to be competitive. And I haven't seen them play each other a lot yet. The the Cubs played the Brewers, but I don't think the other teams have played each other yet. So it'll be interesting to see when they all play each other what happens. Those those are the games that are going to wind up deciding that division because that's when you gain like a whole one game. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pirates. Since we mentioned the oldest rookie for the Pirates yesterday. He had his first uh, major league start. Oh, Meiji. <laughs> yeah, he did. He he uh, He's still searching for his first hit. I think he was over three yesterday, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure he's having a, a great time, and you get your first at bat, and I, I don't think he probably slept that night. Probably not. And then they just throw him right back in the fire and be like, oh, you're playing the whole game now. Like, oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's a... Third baseman. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I would love to see him get a hit while he's up. 
and and be able to tell his family and his legend. Yeah. That's just such a cool story. This is a story that he's going to be retelling at any Thanksgiving dinner for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Um, So the Pirates, yeah, 18 and 8. They beat the Dodgers, who are now 13 and 13 on the season. They're an even 500. Uh, and they are playing St. Louis next. Dodgers are going to St. Louis, huh? Um, no, the St. Louis is going to the Dodgers. Oh, okay. Because they were in San Francisco. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. So that series gets underway tonight. And then I uh, wanted to turn our attentions to the Marlins-Braves game yesterday because the Braves were looking like they were coasting to their... Victory. You know, to their league-leading record. They would have been tied with Pittsburgh, but the Marlins came back and scored five runs in the ninth. And yeah, after being down four to nothing, that's one that, you know, I don't think anyone probably saw coming. No, but it's nice to see Marlins winning, actually. Yeah. So the Marlins had a five run ninth, which was capped off by Garrett Cooper, who hit a two run double. Um, and that put them up five to four where they hung on. I did want to mention also uh, the National League and Major League leading batting average leader, Luis Ares. We're trying to learn how to say his name every day. Uh, he actually went two for four yesterday. Uh, so his average went back up from 421 to 425. Again, when your average is above 400 and you have a two for four day, it only goes up four points. That's rough. Um, but he is now 34 for 80 on the season. And like I said, when you get to like 100 at-bats, that's kind of where you can see where if someone's going to have a chance in hell of staying above 400. Well, he is doing it. Well, he will need to go six now for his next 20 if he wants to maintain his 400 average through 100 at-bats. At okay. least, you know. So I'm, I'm going to be following him and seeing how that goes. The Marlins are opening up a series tonight welcoming the Cubs. The Cubs are visiting Miami. That might be an interesting game to watch. Might Absolutely. A little earlier game, too, probably. Yeah, a lot of night games tonight. It's Friday. Oh, um, that's right. Major League Baseball doesn't like to miss out on those well, primetime uh, time slots. Yeah, Cubs are at 340 our time clock. That's the great part about living on the West Coast. Yeah, that's for sure. We want to mention some Phillies won two games as well. The, the Phillies beat the Mariners yesterday yeah. one to nothing. I was kind of shedding a, a small baseball tear for George Kirby, the pitcher of the Mariners, because um, he actually threw an eight-inning complete game against the Phillies. The Phillies didn't bat in the ninth because they were winning, so they only batted for eight innings yesterday. Um, but he actually pitched all eight innings and threw 89 pitches in, in all. And I mean, talk about dominance that those are dominant. Those are Greg Maddox numbers from the nineties. So I was just like sad to see the Mariners waste that pitching performance from George Kirby. That's a um, shame. The Phillies won on an RBI single from uh, Cody Clemens, who is the son of famous starting pitcher Roger Clemens, who is not in the Hall of Fame because of his use of steroids. It happened. <laughs> Can't change the history. Phillies won, and they're going to uh, go three games against the Astros. So it's yeah, we get a rematch of last year's World Series, though we have some superstars not in action for both teams. Jose Altuve is out for the Astros, of course, with the broken hand, and Bryce, Bryce Harper, Harper yeah. is out for the Phillies. So not quite the same World Series matchup that I'm sure the schedule makers were hoping for. No. The the Phillies do have a hard teams for the next two-week stretch. Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, Blue Jays. That's all I got about the Phillies. <laughs> 
yeah, good luck out there, Phillies. Um, I think they're just hoping on keeping it close until Bryce comes back, and they do have a lot of pieces. So I know, but Kyle Schwarber hasn't been performing, or Trey Turner. Well, yeah, I mean Trey Turner, his average isn't bad. He just hasn't been hitting with any like home run power that much. Um, but Schwarber, yeah, his his numbers are not great. He's shown a little bit of signs of life, but nothing consistent. You know, um, yeah, we'll see. A lot of a lot of stars are down. A lot of rookies are playing well. It's the league you know versus the the players you don't, I guess. There's always new players coming up. They're always going to be changing the, the configuration of it. For sure. All right. Well, last game uh, we got to mention is the Giants and Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals actually won a game yesterday, 6 nothing. Fine. They are still, though, just in the cellar of the NL Central, eight games back. I know a lot of their fandom was pretty upset, at least on Twitter, about the Jordan Walker situation. It's got to be frustrating if you're a young player and you're not the reason your team is losing, yet you kind of get fired from your job, in a sense, like or, or demoted, I guess, is the best way to put it. And and I know that it's a competitive game, even amongst team members. You're competing for jobs and stuff like that, but uh, it doesn't seem like St. Louis really took a lot of careful planning with their roster this year. They have way too many outfielders on their team, and they're just... I mean, what their record shows is they're hurting at other positions and they have holes on their team that should have been filled and, and they should have maybe moved some players. They might have to do that by the All-Star break. Well, I don't think they've ever been shy about doing that. I'm just glad that uh, they won against San Fran because that gave an edge to, to the Padres. Absolutely. We'll see where things end up. The I, I still don't think the Giants are really going to be that competitive at the end of the season. They just don't have the players on paper um but you never know you like, don't I, I i don't know every player in the big leagues it's just too hard to keep track of like you 300 know, players or some well 40 players on like you know 30 teams is like 1200 players oh wow i mean when you talk about rosters and players moving back and forth and stuff it's, it's tough to keep track of everybody um but we'll learn them all as we watch everybody uh play on a daily basis and get more familiar as we go along. We try to keep up with the names that matter at the moment. Absolutely. So looking forward to this Friday uh, of baseball coming up. Hopefully we've given you a little bit of a preview of some of the things that we're going to be looking at and some things that you can look out for as well. Yep, there will be lots and lots of fun games to this weekend starting today. Angels and Brewers are playing at Brewers. That will be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, not an interesting game anymore on the schedule. Almost everything is interesting to watch right now. I guess it depends who, who you're rooting for. Who is your favorite team? Well, Seattle is also playing at Toronto. Yeah. And uh, that's a rematch, I believe, of uh, the playoff matchup from last year. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how the, the Mariners do. If that it can kind of ignite them a little bit. They're falling a little bit behind in the AL West, but only three games back still. Plenty of time to, like, you know, get things moving in the right direction. They did lose uh, one of their starting pitchers, though, Robbie Ray. Uh, I forgot exactly what the injury was, but I think he's out for a really long extended period, if not for the whole season. So Mariners are going to have to figure it out, no doubt about it. They got a great fan base, though. They have a, a great player in Julio Rodriguez who's not playing up to his potential right now as well. So if he can turn it around, you know, like he's capable of carrying that team far. No doubt about it. Yeah. And they do have a great mascot, home run mascot, I guess. The, the Poseidon Trident. It's a great. Poseidon Trident. I like it. I yeah. like it. 
It's a great home run celebration. So hopefully it motivates guys to hit the long ball. You can't swing for the fences, guys. You got to take what the pitcher gives you. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, let's get out of here for this Friday. Uh, let's let people get on with their day and enjoy the baseball, everybody. Have a great one. This is Kenny signing off. And Nico. Bye. Adios.